Hello, everybody, and welcome to First Things First, a heavy metal podcast, a rock and heavy metal podcast. And today, I am your host, Colton, and I'm joined by... Good evening, everyone. This is your co-host, Enrique. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about the, the album that I picked for this week. So, I picked first week. Kike picked the album last week. This week, we are talking about... Killing is my business by Megadeth. Killing is my business, and business is good. Their debut album. Of course, business would be good when we're killing it, right? Yep. And <laughs> first thing I want to touch on: kill them all, and killing is my business. Metallica and Megadeth. You could tell they were feuding when they had similar album titles. They were, and uh, ever since, ever since they fired Mustaine from the band. Uh, that's when they've been going at it since 1984. So, there you go. Speaking of firing Mustaine, um, I watched the um, I watched a video on YouTube today called The Untold Truth of Metallica, and that video is bullshit because it's literally everything we already know. Jason Newstead left in 2000. Dave Mustaine was picked out by Kirk Hammond. I was like, I've seen this all before. And there was one significant thing in that video that I wanted to touch on that pissed me off. They said Dave Mustaine was kicked out of Metallica, but they found an equally good guitar player, Kirk Hammett. And, uh, and you know, I always, had, I always had that. An equally good guitar player. Bullshit. An equally, well, since 1984, since I've heard that Kirk Hammett's played, he's been way more superior than than uh, what Hammett could ever be back in the day. Oh, Mustaine is a lot more superior than Hammett. I don't know why the documentary said that bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's BS. But um, I guess let's talk about how we first discovered Megadeth. So you can go first. What got you into Megadeth? What got you or who got me into Megadeth? Uh... I was a junior in high school, well, not a junior in high school, but a senior. I was in Salt Lake City at, on my senior trip. I was uh, coming back from the from the uh, the McDonald's out there uh, by the hotel where we were staying. And uh, honestly, I just heard it by some guy who was blasting it in his car. What song was he blasting? Uh, he still. He sells. Ah, uh, I guess, and you love the baseline, huh? He did. Ah, uh, so the way I discovered Megadeth is because I, w when I was first getting into metal, I was listening to a lot of Metallica because people said, because I was like, what's the, what band should I listen to to like metal? And they said Metallica. And when I was listening to Metallica, I was doing a bunch of research and history on Metallica because I wanted to get to know the band better. And they said Metallica has a feuding band called Megadeth that feuds with them. And I said, ooh, I love drama. Let me check out this band. And I found Megadeth and happened to love Megadeth more. Yeah, of course. Anybody would. I do, at least. Yeah, I like Megadeth more. I mean, I get why they like Metallica, but I'm like, Megadeth's just more superior, which I could go, I could talk all day about the securities of Megadeth, but we'll make that a separate episode because, or else we'd be here for an hour mm -hmm. <laughs> talking about security. Anyway, so the first track, Last Ride slash Love to Death. All right. Ooh. I'll get. I'll start us off. Classic piano intro. Metallica and Megadeth. Here's where they're first feuding. First of all, 
they both are trying to fight for a, an equally as epic intro. And I guess I could give the point to Metallica. Metallica's Hit the Lights was more epic. But I do like Dave's little organ piano kind of vibe he's got going on in the beginning here. I like it too. And the uh, only times that Metallica has used the piano were few. Whereas Megadeth have always done it more. They only did, I think Metallica only did it in The Unforgiven 3. The Unforgiven 3, and you must remember they did an organ part on uh, Damage Incorporated. Uh, I think right. They, um, another thing is just Metallica is just kind of eh. Or I kind of lost it. I kind of just said something because I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say something about the piano and all that, and I just forgot what it was. But um, so I love the piano intro. I think it's very creative, like something we've never heard before. And also, the singing is even raspier than James. And this is where I like Megadeth more is I feel like James Hetfield's singing is just too clean. And I feel like Dave Mustaine has a more growly kind of feel. More gritty feel, yeah. And I think Dave is just more superior. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. We are recording this. On the day, Friday, August 28th, 2020. And uh, I think it's very interesting that we're talking about Megadeth on the day that SM2 came out. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty much the same damn song from SM just 20 years, 21 years later. There's only like a few different songs. I think the only difference is Moth into Flame and one other one. Uh, did they do Norley's Clover the first time around? Oh, it was The Day That Never Comes, I think. That was the other one. Mm -hmm. But, like, those are the only difference. But, like, pretty much all the stuff from SNM 1 is on SNM 2. The Memory Remains, Fuel, uh, Enter Sandman. It's just same old shit. I mean, SNM, let me think, came out, I think, in the late 90s. So it was, like, after Reload. So why, do, why isn't SNM 2 a combination of songs from, like, Hardwired, Death Magnetic, and Garage Inc. albums that came out after SNL. And why didn't they play it at the same venue instead of at the Chase Center in Frisco? Yeah. At the uh, Berkeley Community Theater. It was produced by the same people, San Francisco Symphony. Different maestro, though. Different conductor. Yeah, but, like, it was just bullshit. But I'm pro I probably do want to do an episode talking about SNM. So we'll talk about SNM in another episode. But anyway, Raspy singing, so it was very gritty. I like the kick-ass guitar riffs, as always, and I think it's just a fun song overall. Agreed. Very fun song, good piano intro, kick-ass guitar riffs, the drumming, of course, uh, good for its, for its day. And what are your thoughts on the song in general? Uh, I'm reading my notes here, and I'm looking at the two parts from it. I, like, I, I honestly like the transition between the two parts. The transition is really good. I mean, th what I love about this album is it's like, because it's so low produced, because this was like A, 1985, and B, Dave spent like half the money on drugs. So, didn't even have much money to work with. I mean, he bought like a bunch of drugs and alcohol, so what are you going to work with? But he um, just really pulled it off. I feel like this album was pulled off. But let's get into the title track, Killing Is My Business, and Business Is Good. <laughs> My first is that, let me see here, cool guitar intro. Cool guitar intro, in my opinion. Better than most songs that I've heard with cool guitar intros. 
I mean, there are some songs on the sound that have better guitar work. In fact, the next one I think is the best. But um, so cool guitar intro. I think not much to say though. I feel like the song is just kind of. It says it all in itself. It what? It says it all in its own in its own timing. Yeah, it's just kind of there, really. Just kind of not really, um, really anything. Um. So now we're going to get into the third track, which I think was called, can you remind me? Can you remind me what it was? Uh, let me look at the, let me look at my list. There. I forgot to title these. Damn it. Uh, have a look. I forgot to title these. God damn. I titled the first two and then forgot to do it. The Skull Beneath the Scale. Ah, the skull beneath the skin. Ah, so this song was my favorite guitar work on the entire album. If you listen to the guitar work, you will get it. It kind of sounds like a su- Dave was like trying to mimic the sound of like an underwater submarine, and it like, re- and it got turned into this great thing. I wish it would have been longer though. True, I do think so. I'm just pulling up the track listing so I can at least. Have a copy. Uh, let's see where my killing is. I'm just pulling up the iTunes page so I can at least have something to go off of. <coughs> this will be good enough. Yep, there we go. Okay, so the next, or not next track, so my favorite guitar, obviously, guitar work. Um, so this is actually my favorite guitar work on the album, believe it or not. Uh, I think this is where it's the most superior. Of course, of course. And um, I you think realize that the track, These Boots, is not released after 95, right? Yes, I know. We're going based off the original version. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Um... We have, see, Killing is my, oh, best drumming and best bass playing. I think this was the early stages where you could really see David Ellefson's greatness. And I think this is back, was, is this back when Chris Poland was in the band? Yes, it was. Okay, yeah, because they've had so many different lineup changes. Uh, But they, um, Chris Poland was a good guitarist, not as good as Marty Friedman or the guy they had on Endgame, but good enough. They, uh. See, and the best drumming and best bass playing of the album. I think this is where the instrumentation is in its, like, best place. For first, honestly. Yeah, like, this is where everything's kind of in the right mood. All right. What are your thoughts on the song? Um, you know, I like I said, I wish it was longer. <laughs> um, guitar work is pretty excellent. Drum work and bass work is pretty excellent. Uh, lyrically, it's nothing too special, um, but I like it anyway. Ah, uh, and now we come to a very weird song, in my opinion. This song is weird as fuck. These boots are meant for walking. Cover by Megadeth, and this is the weirdest thing I've seen out of their discography because they've done covers. They did a cover on Peace Cells as well. I think they have one from Dystopia. But the thing is, it's so weird because okay. I think this is the second best guitar work. I think the guitar work here fits very well, very significantly. But after the guitar work, it gets kind of weird. 
Well, these boots are meant for walking. You know, it was released during the Vietnam War by Frank Sinatra's daughter, Nancy. And uh, what? Uh, I'd rather hear her version. Well, the reason the, the reason this thing is weird AF is because if you guys listen to the original, in the original, I have a few bones to pick with the label here. There's like a walkie-talkie, almost like kind of like gritty, fuzzy, kind of like car radio kind of talking intro. Yeah. Where it kind of sounds like you're trying to tune something. But uh-huh. in the remaster, that part's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Very weird. Why'd they take that part out? That was one that that's when I was listening because I listened to the original version of this. And then when people were talking about something weird with the these boots remaster, I was like, what's weird about it? So I was like, I need to hear the remaster. And the remaster. Oh my god. Okay. Don't get me started with the beeping. The beeping is annoying as fuck. Yeah, it is. I mean, it sounds like that. Uh, now, if you thought that the shrill like beep for like bleeping out cuss words on TV was bad, like that little like annoying beep, this is even worse. Yeah, I, I would rather hear the beeping from the TV, but not this. The beeping sound just hurt, gives you a headache. Honestly. Agreed. And it also sounds off-putting. Like, on TV, you're used to hearing bleeping. But, like, in a song, I'm not used to hearing that. Yeah, neither am I. It di- It's so distracting. That's the thing. When you listen to this song, you're trying to get into the song, right? You're trying to, like, you're like hmm, this is a good song. And then that happens, and you're distracted. They just said, beep, and then down. It's a sudden distraction. Like, imagine listening to, I don't know, uh, what's Metallica's most explicit song? Uh, oh, I know. Let's just say, for example, "Ain't My Bitch." What if? Ain't my bitch. What if every time James Hetfield said "bitch," you heard like a freaking a beeping? Yeah, that would distract me so bad, and I wouldn't go. Oh, just song. I love pissing off my neighbors with that song. Oh, the be- If that song had beeping in it, it would distract me as all hell. <laughs> no, 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 not the beeping one. Ain't my bitch. Oh, but I'm saying "Ain't my bitch." Imagine if that had beeping in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that distract me. I'd be distracted after that, but it's just a weird sounding song, the remaster anyway. But what do you think of the uh, original? I really have nothing else to say. I mean, like I, like I said before, it's a cover, I know, but I'd rather hear the original. I think um, the cover is just kind of eh. I think this is the weakest song on the album, minus the guitar work, because the guitar work that... <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. So the guitar work is good, but everything else is just kind of eh. Like I said, I'm very picky about my covers. Can I just get a guitar backing track of These Boots Are After Walking and just listen to the guitar part and just take out everything else? <laughs> yeah, just, uh, what's that word for it? Just, uh... Slicing? Yeah, slice everything, yeah. Yeah, just slice everything and then just keep the guitars and then you would have a good song. Um... But let's move on to, I think it's Looking Down the Cross, I think is from the original version. So, or Rattlehead, sorry, Rattlehead. So, what did, I'll let you go first. What did you think of Rattlehead? Honestly, it was a good start. Good, um, good intro. I like the guitar work again. The drumming, pretty spot on. Um, bass work is good. I really have no complaints of that song. 
I think it's an important song because wasn't it named after their mascot, Vic Rattlehead? Yeah, it was. I think it's an important song to Megadeth's history, which is why I like this song. I feel like Rattlehead just kind of has something to it. And that's kind of that's kind of why I like this. So that's what I think of Rattlehead. I mean, it's an important song. You're cutting up, my friend. Again. Yep. People always want to call me during these things. That's a good girl. It actually was not Emma this time. <laughs> it wasn't, huh? It was my friend Michael um, from school. And Mike, Mikey. <laughs> Mikey, yeah. It was him from school. And I was like, what do you want, man? Um, anyway. Yeah, it's just a cool song. I mean, I don't really have anything to say about Rattlehead. It's just kind of there. But I love the singing on the next song. The next song has the best vocals on this entire album. I swear to God. Let me check. I wasn't saying anything. I think it's frozen. Let me look. Uh... Chosen one. Best vocals of all time on is on this song. This is where the vocals are at their peak. And I also feel like, like I feel like this song and the skull beneath the skin are the peaks of the album, but I feel like here the vocals are a little bit better and a little more fun. Also, it seems like they got a little choir on. I don't know if Dave did a double vocal or if like David Ellison sang behind him, but you could hear this cool little thing going on. Yeah, it's like a little overdub of some kind. I think was that Dave? Was it the two Daves? Was it Chris Poland? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it was the two Daves. But yeah, it was the two Daves. Yeah, it was probably I love Sin. Um, but I think that it's a good song. I really like it, actually. Personally. I, I like it, too. Number seven, let me see. And I also think this song, um, looking Chosen Ones, had the best rhythm of the album. Kind of the best rhythm going for it. But next is Mechanics. Mechanics, oh boy. You ready for the showdown? Yeah. All right, we'll get our thoughts out of Mechanics out of the way, and then we'll go into the battle, um, which whoever watched last episode knows what I mean by the battle. Um... So, Mechanics, I would say Looking Down the Cross is not what I want to talk about. Uh, well, I had notes on Looking Down the Cross. Anyway, so Mechanics, I think, has the another great guitar intro, but the vocals are what shine here. It's about having sex in a gas station. <laughs> yes, exactly. The vocals here, is the, the lyrics are where things shine. And I also think that everything in the song works, from the drumming to the guitar to the bass. Everything here works. And I agree. What do you think of it? Better than its original basis. <laughs> yeah, Four Horsemen, yeah. All right, right, time for the showdown. So, right, 
I'm going King. Me- I'm going Team Mechanics or Team Dave. Which one are you doing? Oh Lord, I'm doing Team Dave too. Yeah. Um. For one thing, Dave. For one thing, what do I? Superiority, better guitar work. The guitar is a lot faster on Mechanics. Much faster guitar work. Faster drumming. Faster bass. Crunchier singing. Definitely the better song. And four, oh, oh, yeah. and four horsemen, in my opinion, is not fast enough, and just not gritty enough. Yeah, I agree. It's not fast enough. It's not good, uh, gritty. It's like radio rock, you know. Yeah, that's kind of what four horsemen sounds like. It's kind of like radio rock. It doesn't really work for me. I like four horsemen, but mechanics is definitely the right option, especially considering the sound of it. And oh. And now let's get into Looking Down the Cross, the final track or the closer. And my thoughts did not get much out of this song. Um, I feel like this song just kind of didn't do much for me, really. I kind of I listened to it and I just kind of didn't get anything out of it. I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention or I just kind of did not feel the vibe. I will agree. I really didn't get anything about the song. The beat was great, but lyrically it's just eh. It's not there. Even the beat wasn't there for me. It just kind of existed. Honestly, I could handle the album without this. I just kind of don't like it. But I guess I'll get to my three favorite songs off the album. My three favorites. Number one would be The Skull Beneath the Skin. Number two would be mechanics, and number num- yeah, number two would be chosen ones, and number three would be mechanics. Uh, number one would be the title track. Number two would be mechanics. Number three would be the chosen ones for me. Ah, uh, and um, I would say this album. My least favorites here are "These Boots Are Meant for Walking" and "Looking Down the Cross." What about you? I would have to say the same ones. <clears throat> yeah, those two songs are just kind of in. I feel like they could be... I kind of see why um, These Boots isn't released after 85. I can kind of see why. Yeah, that's very true. Kind of makes sense, honestly. I think Dave was just kind of... what The song These Boots Are Meant For Walking feels like one of those scenarios where the label, where Dave is recording the album, the label's like, we want one more song. <laughs> And Dave's like, fine, I'll give you one more goddamn song. And just kind of did this. Look to the eternal book of covers and there you go. Yeah, I think that's just kind of what happened in there. Because I think they wanted to have like a longer album than Metallica. So they told them to throw it in. Very true. They just want to beat Metallica. So that's why they did it. And that's my take. That's our take on Killing Is My Business. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, my uh, my friends, and we'll see us next Friday, huh? See, I'll call you. Thank you all for listening. All right, thank thank you very much.